Broadcasting from deep within the great pit of Carcoon, this is the Dubak Discussion Podcast. Your source for Star Wars news, theories, and reviews. With your host, TJ Bowser and Jared Bauman Stubbs. And welcome to episode 27 of the Dubak Discussion Podcast. This is your host, TJ Bowser, and joining me as always is my co-host, Jared. Hello there. General Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> always. Well, I'm never going to stop saying hello there now. <laughs> you know that. I, I'll just put that in every episode. That was good. Hello. Uh, General Kenobi. <laughs> Anyway, uh, well, thank you. Thank you for joining me today, Jared. Uh, today is August 29th, 2018. Battlefront 2 patch came out today. We'll cover that at the end of today's show. We were absent last week. Uh, we apologize, but we are back full force this week with a whole big of a fucking show. <laughs> it is just me and J-Dog over here rocking this shit. Anyway, how was your week, J-Dizzle? Uh- it's been pretty good. My mom's birthday was yesterday. Had a little bit of, you know, had some family over. What'd you get your mom? Nothing crazy. Uh, I got her some new earrings, and Ooh. my brother and I, um, we recreated some of her favorite, like, baby movies and home movies. Oh. Um, yeah, it was an idea my brother had as a joke uh, a while ago because we, we were showing the the, the home movies um, to our both both of our girlfriends were over. Yeah. And we were in you know my mom's policy was basically uh, this will be the ultimate test to see if they love you is if they will still be with you after they see this shit. <laughs> and um, we were watching it and it was funny. Um, and my brother was like, "How hilarious would it be if we actually like recreated these?" Um, which becomes infinitely funnier when you take into consideration that um, the favorite video that was my brother Logan when he was like one, um, he's now like six foot three (laughs) and just like, he's built and I'm I'm just like wide and hairy. So like, and like all of us are like bass in our voices, just babbling at each other. Oh, I thank you. So yeah. Baby movies. Yeah, baby movies. Rebooted baby movies. The slightly funnier remakes? Yeah, slightly funnier remakes. Uh, I didn't do anything this week. Uh, <laughs> we hired some people. Uh, we're back now. More Jays. More Jays. Another Jordan. We hired another Jordan. He'll be a writer. Uh, working on another guy right now. Talk about that a little bit more at another time. But, uh, I worked a lot on do-back stuff. Getting stuff ready for the next con. Planning, prepping with Jared. Uh, I feel like it's... That sexy new intro. That sexy new intro. Uh, I think that turned out pretty good, as they, uh, like to call it over there. Anyway. Anywho. Uh... Yeah. But, I, I promised some of my buddies that I would do some advertising for them. So let's let's do let's do some business. Uh, tell them where they can reach us at, uh, Jared. Uh, you guys can reach us on Facebook page, on Instagram. We got all kinds of really awesome lore facts going on the Instagram page, and obviously the website Dubak Discussion 
com. What about uh, our podcasts? Oh, well, uh, yeah, SoundCloud. SoundCloud. You're probably listening to this on there right now. So SoundCloud is the place to listen to this and listen to Bantha Babble on the website. Uh, yeah. So my buddy, Brady Bailey, has uh, a company where he sells uh, CBD oil. And I'm going to guess like accessories and stuff like that. Uh, you can find his personal stuff on uh, howyouhemp.com. I just wanted to get that out there. So also, uh, my buddy Jason has a store in Zelianople, Pennsylvania called Curio Cool. And he sells vintage Star Wars figures and they also have lots of artwork there. Uh, we're going to have Jason on in a future show to talk about some of his vintage figures and the vintage toy business as a whole. Uh, we look forward to that. Also, plan on having my friend Chad come on here. He's a uh, original trilogy guy. And uh, can't wait to hear his input on some of these things, you know. Uh, with that being said, I think that's all for the... Oh, also... Ghosts of the Stratosphere podcast. You can find that on iTunes, Google Play, and all that stuff. They will be uh, having one of our ads on their podcast either this week or next week, so stay tuned for that. Uh, also, go listen to Ghosts of the Stratosphere podcast. It is an excellent comic book podcast. But anyway, back to do-back discussion. Uh, it's time to buckle up, baby, and talk about our first topic, which is Star Wars Resistance Roundup! Anyway, anywho. Jared, you want to take this away, my dude? Uh, yeah. One second. Let me pull up the article so I'm not just flying by the seat of my pants with this. Because I know I'll miss something. It's cool that we start, we, like, we're making connections now with stores and uh yeah local stuff too podcasts. that's really good like it's you know keeping it local and everything or keep it uh not necessarily local but um small businesses stuff like that in the area like they say in west virginia keep it in the family here <laughs> um but yeah okay so star wars resistance um in the wake of the new trailer coming out they have we talked about this, officially confirmed this Right? Yeah, we talked yeah. about it. Yeah, 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 we talked last about week. it on Bantha Babble. Last week. Last yeah, week. Yeah, we, we haven't about talked about the trailer on Episode Dubai, 10, so. me and Jared are on that one. Yeah, it's a good time. It is a very also, good time. Also, um, Django Fett would beat Boba Fett in the fight. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Suck it, Logan. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, 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 just, I'm just sipping tea over here. I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm sipping blue milk over here. <laughs> sipping um, blue milk. No, 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 no. Uh, sea cow. <laughs> right from the, right from the tit. Right from the tit. Oh my god, TJ, this is a complete sidebar. I gotta send you the video later. Okay. Um, but a few, it was like late July, I believe. I had my annual Star Wars marathon party. Yes. I had a bunch of friends over. We set up a projector in my grandmother's basement because her basement's huge, and we were watching the movies and lots of food and everything. And um. And, you know, just to be funny, I made blue and green vanilla milk for everybody. <laughs> and as a joke, right before we started Last Jedi, I 
because everybody was drinking the blue milk and nobody had that much green milk. So I went upstairs, I got the whole thing of green milk, unscrewed the lid, drank it straight from the bottle, and then it gets all in my beard and down my face. Yes. And, I just go, and I just start screaming, space cow titty milk. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'll have to find the video and put it in the uh, do back chat. That's awesome, please do. But I'll, um, I'll, I'll, sand, I'll sound sample that and then I'll put it in the podcast. Please do. <laughs> but yeah, we got Anytime a trailer for start. Star Wars Resistance uh, and we got a debut date of October 7th. Uh, it looks very interesting to say the least. Uh, what do you think? Buddy? Yeah, I, I, I'm cautiously excited for it. Um, I, it, it seems a little goofy for me and I'm not overly fond of the animation style. But um, if I can deal with how Kitty Resistance could, or uh, Rebels was, rather, mm-hmm. I can live with Resistance. Um, you know, I, I think people who are up in arms about Resistance um, need to recognize this is a kid's show. Yes, uh, uh, 8 to 11-year-old boys, I believe, is the demographic for this specific yeah. television show. And it's and, 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 Sorry. It's on Disney XD too, so. Yeah, and I I, I I am a firm believer in the argument of you know, uh, just because it's geared towards kids doesn't mean it has to be dumb. Star Wars Rebels, excellent. Like, yeah, and the the Teen Titans versus Teen Titans Go type argument, where like you don't have to just be goofy and bumbling to appeal to a child audience, and you can like really go for it. But, uh, yeah, I'm cautiously excited for Resistance. And if it's not for me, then I won't watch it unless you want me to review it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I like the style, very similar to Robotech uh, at times. Even Voltron, the new Voltron series, I can feel that a little bit. Uh, I want those ships and toys. (laughs) I want them now! Yeah, they're pretty slick. I'll give you that much. So, was that Phasma we saw in the trailer? I mean, possibly. I don't. I don't think it is. It it looks too. It lo- the color's too bright. Okay, I think so. I think I think it, I think it's bright to the point that it couldn't just be a reflection. Okay. Do you want to read the press release from Resistance for me? Yeah. Okay, the updated one on the very bottom. Updated one at the very bottom. It says update. Okay. Thank you. Star Wars Resistance, a new animated series that takes place prior to the events of The Force Awakens, takes flight with with a one-hour premiere Sunday, October 7th, 10 p.m. on Disney Channel, Disney Now, and Disney Channel VOD, Video On Demand with subsequent airings on Disney XD. Same treatment as Rebels. The high-flying adventure series follows Kazuto Ziono? Ziono? Ziono. Ziono. Kazuto Ziono. (laughs) (laughs) A young pilot recruited by the Resistance for a top-secret mission to spy on the growing threat of the First Order. Following its United States debut, Star Wars Resistance will roll out globally on Disney Channel's Worldwide. Excellent. Uh, my computer just, uh, are we good? Yeah, we're good. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, there's a there's a bunch of other stuff. Uh, in this one-hour premiere titled The Recruit, Poe and BB-8 assigned newly appointed spy Kaz to the Colossus, a massive aircraft refueling platform on an outer rim water planet, home to colorful new aliens, droids, and creatures. While undercover, Kaz works as a mechanic who operates a starship repair shop run by his crew. Tam, Neku, and their old battered astromach droid, Bucket. <laughs> Kaz soon finds himself over his head with newfound friend BB-8 as he'll have to com- compete in dangerous sky races, keep his mission a secret from his newfound family, and avoid the danger of the First Order. So it just shows you the cast list and stuff. Uh, Dave Filoni is going to be producing it and stuff. It's just stuff like that. Uh, I'm, I'm hopeful. I, I don't like the fact that it's getting so much hate already, even though... They're passing judgment on something that hasn't even come out yet, similar to what the, the Toxic fans did to Solo. Uh, I feel... I like... I feel like I like the new direction and the new animation style. It's more Saturday morning cartoon, and I feel like that's the next step for, for Star Wars, is maybe appealing it to the younger audiences and allowing them to grow up with Star Wars. Because the kids growing up now, their Star Wars, the sequel trilogy and Forces of Destiny, uh, Star Wars Resistance, stuff like that. So we want the kids to have the same opportunities that we did with the prequels and the reissues, you know? Because uh, we were fortunate enough to grow around, grow up around that, that time where Star Wars was such a prevalent part of pop culture during that, and this still is uh, because of the Disney acquisition, which was a good thing, and Jared will agree with me wholeheartedly. Uh <clears throat> Sorry about that. Uh, but yeah, I look forward to the future with great hope <clears throat> and optimism. But anyway. Absolutely. Absolutely. I look forward to it. Um, you know, I, I, I want to know so much more about that era yes. and the political climate in and of itself. Like we have like we, we have bare bones ideas from, you know, books like Black, Black Line, Bloodline um aftermath the aftermath book stuff like that i i, I want to know more though um this may not necessarily be the show to tell us more but anything i can get i will take um especially when it comes to my homeboy kylo ren so excellent uh so you wanted to talk a little bit about all this episode nine news that you've been collecting in your head and haven't reported <laughs> on yet yeah <laughs> This is a lot. Yeah. You're going to have to get on that. You know what I'm saying? You're yeah. Get on that soon. I, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, if you want to talk about it, and I'll and I'll chip in whenever uh, I feel it's necessary to, to interrupt, I guess. Yeah. Um, so a lot, a lot, a lot of news has been coming out of the UK, where they're currently filming episode nine. Um Everybody at this point has probably seen the set photos of Oscar Isaac, John Boyega, um, that newer lady whose name escapes me, who joined the cast. Who? Um, standing on that... Uh, she was announced at the same time as Richard E. Grant. I can never remember her name. Carrie Russell. No, not Carrie Russell. She's in the picture with Finn and Poe on that in that grassy field with the horses. The black girl? Yeah. Lapita Nyong'o? 
No, 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 not her. That's um, that's Maz. Hold on. Um, but anyway, there's a picture of them all standing together on a hill. Um, Finn and Poe have new costumes, which is awesome. Why does Poe look like Indiana Jones? That's probably a callback, you know, little Easter eggs, you know. Hey, look, he just happens. It to doesn't look, look like futuristic him. enough for me. That looks like Naomi something from a- our world. No, Naomi Ackle. Is her oh, name. that's what never... But they're all standing there, um, which something I saw Chewie's there too. as well. Yeah, Chewie's there as well. Um, is that if you look at Poe's outfit yeah. and you look at that picture JJ tweeted out the first day of filming mm-hmm. when they're in the cockpit of the Falcon, Yeah, everybody thought that that was Ray sitting next to Finn in the Falcon. But if you look at like the cloth and the color, that's Poe in there with him. Oh, look at you. So Ray is not in the Falcon with uh, Finn. Um, as far as like leaks, leaks, things that can't be substantiated because yeah. we're not actually looking at them. Yeah. Uh, the rumor mill at the moment has claimed that Kylo will be upgrading his lightsaber. Okay. In that it will allegedly he will he, he will repair it so that the cross guards are no longer needed. Okay. But he will keep them and will be able to activate them on command mm. instead of them being there to like stop his lightsaber from exploding. Yeah. Um Ray allegedly is going to be rebuilding the Skywalker saber and is going to build her own mm. um basically the descriptions I've been hearing are like a light pike and a saber staff had a baby. Okay. And it's going to be like two different sized blades. One is blue. One is red. Okay. Uh, and allegedly we already know what's supposed to be happening in act one of the movie. Um, I don't know if you want me to divulge that. that. TJ. Uh, Let me do the spoiler alert noise. Hold on. Spoiler alert! Okay, you can go. I thought it was going to be like the echo bass, like... (laughs) No, no, we're not... Wait, 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 let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. Echo bass, (laughs) siren. (laughs) Oh, I think I got it. Uh... Okay, dive into that thing. So, allegedly, um, the movie's going to pick up with all of our heroes being on the same mission, but separately. <laughs> yes. Uh, and apparently, they the whole idea of like reaching out to Leia's allies reaching across the out. galaxy is going to find Finn and Poe recruiting some people in like a grassroots-type revolution. Rose is going to be elsewhere helping to, I believe she's recruiting Maz and Lando. And um, we don't know anything about Ray at the moment. But as of right now, it's Finn, Poe, Rose, mostly kind of rallying what they have left. Uh-huh. And kind of going around the galaxy and, hey, 
uh, we need help. <laughs> I feel you. Yeah, sh- sh- shit's going left. We need some help. <laughs> um, so that is apparently going to make up the lion's share of the first act, and that is where Lando Calrissian will be coming into play. Mm-hmm. Is that apparently he is aligned with Maz, and apparently Maz is going to have some type of like giant space pirate ship. Okay. So. It's pretty, some pretty wild shit, and I'm excited. <laughs> That's for sure. That is for uh, sure. Uh, let's see here. Uh, that, that, that's all the leak-based news. Uh, a lot of the leak-based news. I, um, I'm, I'm interested in seeing what uh, JJ's going to bring to Episode 9. Uh, he did so good on Episode 7, even though it's just Episode 4 brought to life in 2015. Uh... I'm not going to get into that. Uh, anyway. See, that's a, that's a, that's another show we should have. We should have a debate show. Because mm-hmm. I don't particularly... I see where that argument comes from, but I don't think it is entirely fair. They played like, it like, safe. Should, we, we should have a debate show. Okay. <laughs> it's just an hour of hot takes. Ooh. I like the sound of that. Uh, anyway, anywho, uh, yeah, episode nine should be, uh, pretty good. JJ back and, uh, Kathleen Kennedy still running the show, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, she should be. Um, oh, the other piece of news was that apparently, um, Adam Driver, two things about Adam Driver and his casting calls, um, he... He is apparently set at some point, like late September, early October, to shoot on a ship set that has been modified for his height. What the fuck? Nobody, they did not specify what ship he's going to be on or what set he'll be standing in, but it is a ship set made specifically to accommodate Adam's height. Okay. That could be his TIE silencer. That could apparently he's going to have a new shuttle in this one. Really? So that could be a shuttle. That could be him on the Falcon. Ooh. We don't know, but he is called to be on a ship. Okay. And apparently, very soon, he and Daisy Ridley are going in for fight training because allegedly, uh, Ray and Kylo are going to have another lovers' quarrel and go head to head. Lover's quarrel. What the fuck are you saying? What are you I'm, saying? I'm saying Lover's cannon, goddammit. Lover's quarrel. What the fuck? Okay. Uh, Lover's cannon changed my mind. <laughs> oh my god, here we go. Here we go. Anyway, uh... You and your... <laughs> okay, we're going to get off episode 9. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we're talking about the official news yet. <laughs> yeah, let's... let's uh, Matt Smith, uh, or you have known him, is the 11th Doctor. <laughs> Sources tell Variety that the crown star Matt Smith is joining Star Wars Episode 9, which is currently in production in the UK. It's unknown at this time whether the Doctor... Alum will be on the side of the rebels or of the evil empire. 
Smith joins uh, returning cast members Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, Adam Driver, as well as newcomers Carrie Russell, Richard E. Grant, Dominic Monahan, and Naomi Aki. Billy D. Williams is reprising his role as Lando Calrissian. Carrie Fisher will be featured as Leia Organa in the final installment of the Skywalker saga, using previously unreleased shot footage shot for The Force Awakens. Fisher died in December 2016 at age of 60. Rest in peace, princess. We all love you. Mark Hamill will be returning as Luke Skywalker, and Anthony Daniels will reprise his role as C-3PO. Abrams helms Star Wars The Force Awakens and returns to direct this latest installment. Uh, latest installment, latest installment. After Colin Trevorrow ex- exited following creative differences, Jurassic World Evolution. Is that what it's called? No. Falling what? Kingdom. The new Jurassic World? Co- yeah, Fallen Kingdom. Uh, is trash. Uh, Evolution's a game and it's, it's good. Uh, Abrams <laughs> filled the role last fall and has spent most of the time working on the script with Chris Terrio. Kathleen Kennedy is producing the flick. Uh, Chris Terrio, who wrote Batman v Superman. Oh, that's a good movie. I like that. Uh, yeah, the old, I mean, it, it it's an average movie. The theatrical cut, the ultimate cut, is fucking amazing. Mm, you're fucking amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Mm. Okay. Uh, I'm excited <laughs> for this Matt Smith news. I... Uh, I I was saying to you guys off the air that anytime a vaguely British evil looking person gets cast in a role, um, how it kind of frustrates me that everybody just starts screaming, it's Thrawn, it's Thrawn, we're getting live action Thrawn. Um, I sure hope so. so. I'm going to be a hypocrite and say... I think this is thrown. <laughs> I th- That'll I think be we cool. Could be getting thrown. Um, I mean, one can only hope. Uh, I also think that an argument could be made that he could be a um, Knight of Ren or just a First Order figurehead. But I really, 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 really am excited for this. Um, especially uh, Dominic Mongahan, Ma- Monahan, and how do you pronounce his last name? Um, yeah, that I agree. Um, I am excited for his edition as well. He uh, he's great. Um, Lord of the Rings fame. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for all of it. Um, all this casting news is really exciting because you can, you can tell it's going to be a really strong supporting cast type. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, and even if Matt Smith isn't playing Thrawn, I'm happy to see him in the galaxy far, far away. I just hope they don't waste him. Because we've already lost a handful of if really good Thrawn, actors. If it's Thrawn, that's not a waste. He better do it right, or I will find Matt Smith. And I will kill well, him. <laughs> I mean, we've already lost a handful of really good actors for roles that like I think they could have found somebody else for. Yeah. Like, it's a shame we are, we, like, Mads Mikkelsen can't be used in Star Wars now. Because he already played Galen Erso. And that was a huge waste of him. Because he's incredible. Like, I, I I wish that we they had kept some of the actors that they've already used in reserve for other things. 
So hopefully the likes of Matt Smith won't go down the same road as Mads Mikkelsen. Like David and, Tennant uh, in uh, Harry Potter. Yeah, exactly. And you know, another Doctor Who parallel. But yeah. like, yeah, he turns in a good performance as Barty Crouch Jr., but like, I'd rather see David Tennant play friggin' Grindelwald more than Johnny fucking Depp. True. You know, I think I think David Tennant could do that much better, but he's already Barty Crouch Jr., so you can't use him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope he's Thrawn. I really do. Yeah. Also, uh, yeah. anyone that listens to our podcast, let's go to the sidebar here. I'm sitting here thinking about Thrawn. Uh, I ordered an Admiral Piet from Entertainment Earth. And it says it was as expected August 2018. Well, we only got like two days left left of August. I'd really like to know when the fuck I'm getting my action figure. Uh, okay, back to the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kelly Marie Tran, KMT as we call her, finally speaks well, out about the notorious KMT <laughs> <laughs> about her reasons for leaving Instagram. <laughs> I like it when you call me Rose Tico. <laughs> I was just about to say that. <laughs> I was going to wait until you're done. I was like, this is an awful joke, but I'm going to wait until DJ's done. <laughs> well, anyway, for the first time since KMT deleted her Instagram account over the summer due to online and harassment, fuck all of you trolls who said it wasn't because of that, because you guys are fucking idiots. You neckbeard fucks. Anyway, KMT says it wasn't their words. It's that I started to believe them. Their words seem to confirm what growing up as a woman and a person of color already taught me that I belonged in margins and spaces valid only as a minor character in the lives and stories. And those words awakened something deep inside me, a feeling I thought I had grown out of the same feeling I had at nine. I stopped speaking Vietnamese altogether because I was tired of hearing other kids mock me. Or at 17, when at dinner with my white boyfriend and his family, I ordered a meal in perfect English to surprise the waitress who exclaimed, Wow, it's so cute that you have an exchange student. Wow. Holy fuck. Their words reinforced a narrative. I had heard my whole life that I was other, that I didn't belong, that I wasn't good enough, simply because I wasn't like them. And that feeling I realize now was in shame, a shame for the things that made me different, a shame for the culture from which I came from. And to me, the most disappointing thing was that I felt like felt felt it all, at all. I believe those words, those stories carefully crafted by a society that was built to uphold the power of one type of person, one sex, one skin tone, one existence. I had been brainwashed into believing that my existence was a limited to the boundaries of another person's approval. I had been tricked into thinking that my body was not my own and that I was beautiful only if someone else believed it. Regardless of my opinion, I had been told and retold this by everyone, by the media, by Hollywood, by the companies that profited from my insecurities, manipulated me so that I would buy their clothes, their makeups, their shoes, in order to fill a void that was perpetuated by, by them in the first place. I want to live in a world where children of color don't spend their entire adolescence wishing to be white. I want to live in a world where women are not subjected to scrutiny for their appearance or for their actions or their general existence. I want to live in a world where people of all races, religions, socio 
economic classes, sexual orientations, gender identities, and abilities are seen as what they have always been, human beings. These are the thoughts that run through my head every time I pick up a script or a screenplay or a book. I know the opportunity given is, to me is rare. I know, I, uh, I know that I now belong to a small group of privileged people who get to tell stories for a living. That are, stories that are heard and seen and one digested by a world that for so long has tasted one thing. I know how important that is and I, I am not giving up. Uh, I feel for her. I'm happy that she finally was able to speak out on this fucking horrific Absolutely. Uh, it, it's, it's disgusting. It, it, you know, it really it's, is. um, I, uh, I was ranting on Twitter earlier, um, similar type thing where it's like the amount of people who, A, just outright claim that having somebody of color or a, a woman or someone who isn't just a straight white cis guy is somehow infusing political agendas into a story just because this made up galaxy in this made up galaxy, every character isn't a white guy. <laughs> um, like that's inherently political. Like nobody flinches at the giant gorilla bear. That's not wearing pants. Nobody flinches at that. <laughs> Nobody flinches about the little green geriatric fuck who can't speak English. Nobody flinches at that. But when you're like, our protagonist is going to be a strong female who can open up a can of whoop ass on somebody. Mary Sue. Oh, Hey, it's Rose Tico, a character who isn't necessarily going to make or break this franchise. But she's going to help progress the plot. Why'd you include her? Oh, Rose is awful. Rose is unbearable. Same people who act like the prequels are the greatest example of storytelling ever. They are. Have a knack for just forgetting how frustrating Jar Jar Binks is. And yeah, Darth Vader is really cool. And Hayden Christensen turns in a solid performance in Revenge of the Sith. Best mostly movie because. Ever. Most, Mostly because that movie is just so dark and it's hard to mess up being in a dark place like that. True. Yeah. If Rose is awful, let's take a look at Attack of the Clones, Anakin. Let it out, Jared. Let it out, buddy. Like, oh, 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 no, no. Like, like seriously, I want to know why. People, like, people were legit saying we're going to win by protect by fighting for what we love, not destroying what we hate. That's the worst thing I started with. What the fuck do you mean that's the worst line in all of Star Wars? I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating and it gets everywhere. Darth Vader said that. Darth Vader said that. Tell me, tell me how Rose's line was right. Tell me how that how was like, this. it's right to say that that's the worst line in the whole franchise. Rose is an awful character. She's so annoying. What's fucking annoying about her? What are they saying the worst line is? The line that she says to Finn. After the movie came out, everybody started like rioting about how much they hated Rose. With that, That's how we'll win. Not by destroying what we hate, by protecting what we love. That line, or however the hell it's phrased or 
whatever. What's after wrong she with it? There's nothing stand. wrong with it. I, I love that line. I thought it was beautiful because I know exactly what she means by that. Uh, neck beard. And you have boys, to be you know? brain. You have to be brain dead or racist or misogynist to not fucking like it. Well, not necessarily not to like it, but to think it doesn't make sense. I feel you, bro. Either you're not paying attention, either you're not paying attention, or you want to hate her. I feel like they went in with a predisposition because she is an she is an uh, an Asian American woman. Oh yeah, and it's SJW bullshit because there's another woman in the movie. Like again, like I don't understand how that's inherently an agenda. There is no <laughs> SJW agenda in Star Wars, and I'm going to preach this, and I'm going to continue to preach this. Hold on, let me fix this mic. Because I'm yelling. Uh, there is no SJW agenda. There is no such thing as this fucking forced fucking diversity in Star Wars. It, it's not happening. There has There's been no diversity in Star Wars. Period. Yes. Just because the original trilogy was mostly white actors. And yes, there was actually a main female lead in that fucking franchise. It was called Princess Leia. And nobody had a problem with it. And she's a powerful woman. She's a strong, powerful woman. But it's People a mark of the times when fucking Ray through that franchise. Yeah. But it's a mark of the times for the seventies and eighties that we couldn't get through that franchise without Leia being put in a steel bikini. It's true. We couldn't get through that franchise without her being sexualized. Somehow, some we, way, in some way, shape, or form. Same thing with Padme, <coughs> who's a who's a great character. She's a great character when she's written by the right people. Padme is an excellent character. I, I agree but too. we could not we could not get through the prequel trilogy without the meme that has become Midrift Padme. <laughs> like we, we couldn't get through it without Padme inexplicably wearing a fucking crop top out of nowhere. And then like this skin tight white outfit. Now don't get me wrong, like I'm not saying that like you should like, you know, put every fucking Star Wars character in a burka. Or like Ooh. flowing Jedi robes or whatever, cool. but like we could not get through the movies without them being inherently sexualized. Ray Rose, fucking Emmeline Holdo, Ahsoka, Ahsoka, <laughs> fucking Jin Erso, Kira, all of them. None of them have been inherently put in a situation where they're just boobs and ass. True. Oh, uh, Darth Talon's never been sexualized. If you've ever Googled Darth Talon porn. <laughs> I'm pretty I, sure there's like a I, whole I, fucking. I've always been unsettled by Darth Talon. <laughs> I was never. It was like I'd look that up, and I'm like, and I'd look it up, but like whenever I was getting into Star Wars Legacy, yeah, and I was like reading up on people because I was only having like issues here and there, um, and I was trying to catch up on Wikipedia. I was like, even you know, I was younger, I was like, I like I don't want to. Like, say, oh, it's wrong to, like, vilify a female for dressing a certain way, but, like... Jesus this seems Christ. Like a, but this is a little bit much. <laughs> this is a bit much. Yeah, I feel you, buddy. But, yeah, it, it, it's ridiculous. And it, it's people who, who want to either claim that it's either liberal SJW bullshit... Or it's too political. And again, the SJW agenda and um, forced diversity, A, 
doesn't fucking exist. That's right. It, it, that, that's not a thing. <laughs> it and is in the right wing idiot's heads. How making these franchises mirror real life by having characters who aren't white guys <laughs> is political. I remember hearing people who like don't know anything about film complaining about The Last Jedi, in particular Canto Bite, say, it just got too political. What the fuck is political about the Canto Bite scene? Tell me what the political hot take was with Canto Bite. <laughs> you shouldn't beat animals and people who sell weapons to terrorist organizations are bad. Whoa! It's not like it's not like Rose was like, oh yeah, and like the First Order took away people's like women's right to their own bodies. That's political. Yeah, that that's super political. Super. Turn it into like, oh, the First Order is like an allegory for the GOP or some shit. And then it gets political. <laughs> but I'll also say this much: Star Wars has always been political. Yeah, we're dealing with a franchise where, and anybody who knows their history, stop me if you've heard this one before. Um, a charismatic chancellor manipulates his sovereign nation in a conflict that he himself bred and lied to keep going, takes over, creates the dictatorship, rules unequivocally, and has an army of stormtroopers to help keep his fascist regime in place. Huh. Sounds familiar. Begins with Adolf. Ends in Hitler. And this is the 70s. This is 20 years after the First World War. It was, a, it was the time to have that conversation. Hold on. Okay. It's, I thought I was cutting out for a second. Nope, you're good. But that was like that was the time. That was the time to have that conversation and just have a deep dive and just look into the ugly face that was the Second World War. Look at the prequels. The Trade Federation <laughs> is a ham-fisted, accidentally kind of racist <laughs> allegory. For the Chinese government and economy and the way that it dominates the rest of the world's economy. Anakin Skywalker quotes George Bush. They've gone up the ventilation shop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> No, my favorite was like the really racist Neumoidian accents was, uh, I can't remember if it was Gunray or the guy with them whenever they uh, are, are talking to uh, Queen Amidala. So, ah, it's Queen Amidala herself. <laughs> like, there was like, like, you could, there was like a day when I became like socially aware and I watched Phantom Menace for the first time knowing how the world works and I heard Viceroy Gunray say that and I Queen Amadala my drink He's Queen Amadala herself. He's Queen Amadala herself. <laughs> that <laughs> That It's Queen Amadala herself. Amadala herself. Like, <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like Cartman. 
from South Park trying to make fun of an Asian person. He's Queen Amadala herself. He's Queen Amadala herself. But like, you know, it was hand-fisted and it didn't work and there was a whole lot of racial coding in the racial trilogy. But you also had Anakin being a stand-in for George Bush. Yeah. During Bush's, I believe it was the State of the Union, not long after 9-11. You're either with us or against us. What does Anakin say to Obi-Wan? If you're, you're with not me, with you're me, then you're my enemy. Then you're my enemy. Exactly. I, it was that a meant good one? to parallel all that shit. Look at all the Legends material during the Clone Wars Multimedia Project. The analogs and extended metaphors that linked back to current politics during the early 2000s are all there. So don't tell me that Star Wars shouldn't be political because it's born in politics. It's born in that stuff. It exists as an allegory for the Second World War. And I really want, and, I, and I'm the guy who says, I hope people do nothing wrong. And I like the Empire because, in theory, I like that. I, I, I like the idea of the galaxy is so big and so fucked up, you need a central power to handle it. And the bad guys are just more fascinating. But I would love if Episode 9 leaned into it. And made the first order an analog for the alt right. Yeah. Just, just, just rip that bandaid right off. <laughs> if the Galactic Empire was Nazi Germany, then the first order is the alt right, and are the people who worship what came before as a solid government. Just rip that bandaid off. And go for it. <laughs> Rip that band-aid off right now! <laughs> go, like seriously, go for it. Oh. And if it, and like and the fan base is proof of that. Oh. Like I remember watching episode eight in the theater, and I you know I'm there with Alexis, and I I I was ugly crying the whole time because I was just so excited to see that movie with her. Um. Like I, I just started hyperventilating during the crawl. Like that's how into that movie I was opening night, and still am. I don't hyperventilate during the movie anymore. To ensure you know I mean? the security and continuing stability, the Republic will be reorganized into the first galactic empire for a safe and secure society. That's a fucking Hitler speech. That's a Hitler speech. So this is how the Clone Wars is the is the burning of the Reichstag. Sorry, you missed Padme, you fuck. Oh shit. So this is how Liberty dies with thunderous applause. Well said. A queen Amadara. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, no, I, I, 
I remember seeing the movie. I remember being there. And when then ever, uh, Amelyn Holdo came on screen, like I looked at her and just her facial expression and then the hair. And I'm like, Oh God, the neckbeards are going to have a fucking sealed day with this. Oh yeah. You know? And, and again, like I saw this meme, uh, I think it was the, um, Rogue Squadron podcast guys. I don't remember if they put it on their Instagram page Rogue or on One their Facebook podcast page. Or Rogue Squadron. They, Rogue Squadron. Oh, okay, continue. I've only listened to them a few times, but their social media stuff is really funny. Anyway, they had this. They had a meme, and it was like the neckbeards who were like, "Oh, like the last Jedi. When, when the hell ever in Star Wars has fuel ever been an issue?" And then there's like five instances in the movies. Where fuel was an important plot point, they like they have to land on Tatooine in Phantom Menace because the hyperdrive is fucked and they don't have enough fuel to get the Coruscant. Yeah, in Attack of the Clones, when they're trying to get out of the Geonosian Arena on the LAATs, and they see them on Techno Union ship, Anakin says, "Fire on the fuel cells! Fire on the fuel cells! Fire on the fuel cells!" And they have there's a couple other instances but like okay fuel has been important in star wars before however you only seem to be agitated by it when it boils down to an asian woman and a lady with purple hair who tells some like you know right dick swinging alpha dude to go take a seat that's when you have an issue with it can you say that you didn't have an issue alpha dude yeah poe because he's just, he's just machismo nonsense. Machismo. And that's all it is. I mean, Leia said it best. You gotta get your head out of your cockpit. I oh fucking God. love that line. What are we even talking about right now? How toxic the fan base is and how the, oh. like, any little thing that isn't a straight the, white guy saving the We just the talked day about that for half the show. Well, we talked about it for half the show because it needs talked about. God damn it. I'll talk about it again. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll leave Jared's rants for a special bonus episode on Patreon or something. <laughs> Just have an episode. It'll be called Jared, Jared Jabbers. Ha- Jared Jabbers. <laughs> Jared has a nervous breakdown about people who ham-fistedly try to take the politics out of star wars Hell yeah. so uh hayden christensen you want to talk about this since you don't put a link to anything yeah i'm sorry um you're so bad i'm sorry i'm new with this um hayden uh he was getting interviewed for a movie he's in and he was asked about the whole kelly marie tran incident and what he thinks and if he had any advice for her yeah. He basically just said, like, don't listen to the haters. He's like, it's not worth listening to. And the best, and the reason for that, and the reason he knows better than anybody else, is all of the original trilogy people who busted Hayden's balls and said, seriously, you just ruined Darth Vader. <laughs> Once us kids who grew up with the prequels got old enough, went, okay, yeah, there was some bad moments, but, like, he's excellent in Revenge of the Sith. And now people celebrate Hayden Christensen. And I'm sure when, like, 
people who are like my sister's <laughs> age, she's six and worships Ray. Whenever she's older, she's going to be like, why the hell does everybody hate Rose Tico so much? That's how it's going to happen. Our generation doesn't hate Jar Jar Binks. They make fun of him because he's goofy as shit. And they don't particularly like him. But I don't, I don't know many like fans who like grew up with the prequels who are like, Jar Jar Binks is the worst thing ever happened in the Star Wars. They reserve that for the Asian woman. But... Yeah. Go Hayden. And please be in episode nine. Are, are we good? I'm sorry. Richard E. Grant confirms that there will be no Thrawn after, well, he's not playing Thrawn. He's not playing Thrawn. That's all that has to be said about that. Uh, Dominic Monaghan yeah. Monaghan uh, from Lost uh, Lord of the Rings is joining the cast of episode 9 according to Deadline is official Monahan is officially joining the cast of episode nine. While details of his role are currently unclear, the fact that this is being announced relatively early in production suggests that it will be somewhat sizable. Monahan teased his involvement with the film minutes before the story went live. More powerful than you can possibly imagine. Okay. Monahan portrayed yeah. Charlie Pace and Lost, one of the show's many important characters who appeared in 65 episodes of the series that J.J. Abrams executive produced for like three episodes, let's be honest. Uh, Monaghan previously threw his hat into the ring of potential Star Wars actors back when J.J. Abrams was confirmed to direct episode 7, but he didn't get his chance until now. That clearly changed and he's been pretty thrilled about it. When Deadline asked for a statement, Monaghan said, the galaxy far, far away has almost as much influence as the one I live in, so I'm delighted to be involved. Aside from his role in Lost, Monaghan was well known for portraying the Hobbit known as Merodoc, Mary, Brandy Buck, and Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings. Some of his other credits include a supporting role in X-Men Origins Wolverine and Netflix's Mute. Along with a major role on NBC's Flash Forward, he also served as host of many own nature documentary shows wild things and the dominic with donna dominic monahan that's pretty cool also worth mentioning in the years ago monahan was rumored for a role in the force awakens as a jedi if those rumors were true when the film was in the planning stages perhaps it's just not perhaps it's just ray that's the last it's not ray that's just the last jedi uh i'm excited about this i would like to see his uh wonderful acting be present in the Star Wars universe. Same. And if he is being considered for a role as a Jedi, um, this was like months ago when there was like a substantial-ish script leak. But from what I understand, Rey's supposed to have like a handful of Jedi trainees running with her. That's cool. So, you know, what I really want to see is her like fledgling Jedi Order go head-to-head with the Knights of Ren. Mm -hmm. And... Dominic, last name unavailable. Um, I don't know how to say it, and I've heard like a thousand different people say it a thousand different ways. Um, he's really good at just being the heart of a group. You know, he's 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 just really good at being the heart and soul of an ensemble. Yeah. Um, 
that's how he was for Lord of the Rings and even he was he was in like five minutes of X-Men Days of Future Past. Really? Or not Days of Future No, not Days of Future Past, uh X-Men Origins Wolverine. That movie sucks. Um Yeah, it sucked, but like he was part of like Wolverine Strike Force. He was the guy who could like manipulate electricity and shit. Oh yeah. That Sabretooth goes after. And like in those like brief moments you can tell that like him being the first one on the team to get killed hurt everyone who finds out about it. Will I am's character, Logan, when they all find out, you know, so he's really good at being that down to earth, like friend of everybody. And if he throws his hat in and he's one of raise apprentices, I think that'd be awesome. I agree. Uh, well, I guess we just look forward to it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to know anything for certain for a while. Carrie Russell talked about her reunion with J.J. Abrams. Episode 9. This is like, we'll just call this, this whole fucking episode. Episode 9 shit. Uh, <laughs> while promoting Emmy-nominated show, The Americans, Carrie Russell dished on reuniting with her former boss on the set of Episode 9. Oh, uh, it's just going over a bunch of stuff. Uh, what Russell said, in a nutshell, is it is just so much fun to work with someone that you like so much. I mean, we see each other, and then we talk nonstop and fill in all the details of the past years, and, you know, it's just nice when you have that kind of fun and history with someone. It makes it all the much more enjoyable when JJ calls so unexpectedly cool things happen. See, that's that's awesome, because she's, it sounds like she's excited to do this project, and I think we are all excited to see her really perform in that galaxy far far away and uh just hopefully she gives it her all and her character doesn't turn out to be part of the sjw agenda <laughs> wait oh sorry i just got a email from disney uh we're supposed to say that there is no sjw agenda so uh yeah uh-huh Okay, okay, they just texted me too and said if, See, if, if I mention it about about it one more time, the mouse is going to come out here and take out my knees. So we need to we need to start start living off the mouse I'm, again. Hold on. Oh, okay, they transferred money into our account. Star Wars is good. Okay, continue. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was going to say I need to be quiet. There's a laser sight on my fucking temple yeah. right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's exciting. I... You know, I look forward to seeing who she's going to play. I, I remember everybody like, she has red hair, she's playing Mary Jane! Uh, <laughs> so, we'll see. Like I said, I'm not super hopeful that any Legends characters are going to become canon with this movie. But, again, it's good people. It's people uh, JJ has worked with. And as somebody who has done a lot of theater, I know that directors will often when they know they have a lot on their plate, they go to the same people uh-huh. that they know can turn in a good performance and they know will help them get the job done. Um, and that's what JJ is doing here. He has his people. So I look forward to it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I'm excited. Carrie Russell, Carrie Russell. That's, that's cool. I'm very happy with that. Uh, 
So you think we're gonna see like Jedi and shit this one? Is John yeah. gonna be Ray? Okay. I think we will. I think we will. I hope we will. Nice. Uh what's next on the on the show notes here? The Han Solo icons thing. You wanna talk about that a little bit? Yeah, sure. Here, I'll just read directly from this little news update. For four decades, Han Solo has captured our hearts as the every person hero in a space opera riddled with a galactic binding force and mystical powers. He stood for nobody's becoming somebody's and the fact that it is never too late to become a hero. Um, so there's basically going to be a book coming out that is going to um, tell some of Han's stories in universe and also some of the behind the scenes stuff, including interviews with Harrison Ford and everybody. Um, yeah, I I like the idea of this, and I look forward to more books like this. Like I look forward to the Star Wars icons, Darth Vader. <laughs> if this does well, and they do something like that, for sure. Uh I mean, probably won't get this book, but I know a couple other things that uh, we'll talk about here in a bit that I will. I'm a big Han Solo guy. People don't know that already. Uh, what is this? Okay, I already opened that one. Uh, there's another book that I'm more interested in. But uh, So there is reports that rewrites caused Chewbacca actor to cancel Comic-Con appearance for additional filming after having filmed most of his part during production for Solo. A reliable source has informed us that Yono Samato, Sotomo, Satomo, Satomo, the actor who plays Chewbacca, had to recently cancel. I want, a, I want an episode that's just you trying to pronounce Eunice's name. <laughs> just yeah. an hour of Samoto, Satomoto. Recently cancel his Sotomayor. appearance at Rose City Comic Con. Rose City Comic Con. That's where uh, George, uh, Logan lives from the Bantha Battle podcast. He lives. Yeah. By, he lives by that. In September, due to episode nine rewrites, this had. Unexpected filming to the actor schedule, and I thought, and my thoughts on why. We also learned during the source that Satomo filmed scenes for episode nine during the production of Solo, so much, so much so that up until recently the actor believed finished. There is also a lot of information to unfold in the timeline of these events, making it very interesting. Uh, there's a timeline here, but unless you really care. About Jonas Satomo and what he's up been up to, <laughs> and yeah, I don't really care that if they film things during Solo. I mean, I mean, you know, people try to do that a lot of the time. Where if you know you need a two character, two birds stoned at once, Ricky. Two birds stoned at once. Uh yeah, yeah. Reshoots and rewrites happen. That's it's a, Star that's a part Wars. Of the process. If, if it's anything, it's what star wars is these days yeah i mean you know every movie goes through a couple of reshoots though like i think the whole terminology of a rewrite or a reshoot has become so mired in controversy because of suicide squad and justice league and solo and rogue one where like a movie changing over the course of its production yes is inherently bad when that's not necessarily the case, it was just bad in those situations. Yes. 
But, you know, he's got to go film some stuff. <laughs> yes. So, Cinema Blend got a chance to speak with Star Wars production designer Neil Lamond, Lamond who did Rogue One and Solo, as a part of the promotional campaign for the home release of Solo, a Star Wars story, which will be coming out next month. Uh, also worked as a supervising art director on The Force Awakens, revealed that there was a plan to use Tatooine for an upcoming spinoff movie currently put on hold. So what he actually said was, we were just starting our work on another Star Wars spinoff, and yeah, we were actually just making a mark on Tatooine, which would have been interesting and some other new galaxies, so hopefully it, if that comes back, we'll get the chance to be able to do that further. Uh, yeah, so that would open well, the That would feature Boba Fett. That could be where we see Boba Fett again, where we could see uh, maybe a heist movie featuring Jawas, uh, and it could be called Utini, a Star Wars story. Uh, that's, that's a shirt we need to make. <laughs> That needs to be a shirt. Well, if the story that Collider ran a few months ago is to be believed, mm-hmm. um, I, don't, I said it like you can't trust Collider. I watch their shit all the time. That's not a super. That's not a super anti-Collider. Like, don't believe a word that comes out of Christian Harlow's mouth. Yeah. Um, no, but if that story is what it is. Um, and is accurate they said that they were beginning to do an obi-wan movie and they're like hey let's put this on hold so a movie on tatooine that was put on hold and allegedly obi-wan was about to happen but got put on hold i think that's what it was Mm -hmm. because the obi-wan movie would almost entirely on tatooine Mm -hmm. it could be anything We'll never find out. Yeah, it could be anything. Yeah, I mean, if I were a betting man, I'd put my money on the Obi-Wan movie that almost was, and probably still will be. I'd say after, (laughs) uh, when we get closer to episode 9 release, then we're going to get more information on the next one. That way we get that. Yeah, probably. The hype train will be fucking firing on all cylinders then. Uh, Let's see here. Uh... What are we on now? Uh, this solo book. book? Yes. Uh, ILM presents Making Solo a Star Wars Story. It's like a visual book, and it tells you like all the cool stuff behind the scenes on the making of the different characters and stuff like that. I'm pretty pumped about it because I really love Solo. I love the way if things looked. I love the things were designed. I love the presentation of the movie, the cinematography, the story. I loved everything about the movie. I, I have literally no issues with any part of that movie whatsoever. It is the perfect Star Wars movie. It's not my favorite Star Wars movie, but it I, I believe it's a fucking sound goddamn Ron Howard flick. I'll tell, I'll tell you what, boy. I quite enjoyed Solo. My I, The thing I like the most about Solo is it was just really good for the canon. You're really good for the canon. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but like, just the, and it was like, all of it was throwaway lines, but it was throwaway lines that are like, oh, okay, cool. It's like, Tobias Beckett, you're the man who killed R.S. Singh. And it's like, oh, shit, okay. Like, oh, something, something, a uh, job went wrong on Felucia. How'd you do that? Oh, I know, Terrace Kaze. And it's, okay, you do you guys. Keep, keep going, keep going. 
You do you. Keep saying- <laughs> you keep keep saying stuff. I like it. Yeah. Um. Uh. So yeah, I'm happy about Solo. I'm looking forward to the novelization. Um, I'm probably going to end up doing a review for it on the website anyhow, because um, I plan on like binge listening to it <laughs> once it comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly for the Darth Maul we scene. We do not have many ships to spare. What about the droid attack on the Wookiees? Attack on the Wookiees. Um, <laughs> no, we we got to cool it. We we cannot become another Star Wars media page. That does nothing but pander to prequel memes. We are the prequel memes. Okay, let's talk about something constructive here instead of our own little cutesy thing. Uh, finally, the Battlefront 2 update came out, uh, and we got the <laughs> the other things. How the fuck do hopefully, I zoom in? Hopefully Jesus it doesn't Christ. break the fucking game. Like How do you zoom updates? in? Oh, come on. Oh, here we go. Just use the picture. I, I got it. I got it. Dick. Okay. Okay. So the Battlefront Two roadmap came out also. So today we got what two stormtrooper battalions? Um, uh, I can't remember what their names are, but the troops that were with uh, Yoda on Kashyyyk, and then the troops that were with uh, Ayla Sakura on Felucia. Okay. Uh, but so we got those, and we got the new Naboo map. But for Blast, it, it is confirmed now that in September we will be getting the 91st Mobile Corps, which is, what is that, Jared? Uh, those were the troopers. Their, their armor was, like, mostly white. They had, like, the burgundy, like, circles on them. Uh, the Jedi who's on the speeder bike during the Order 66 sequence, those are the clones. Stas Ali is sure that Jedi. Um, but... Those oh, clones yep. are the ones that they're adding. Okay. What's their colors? White and like a little bit of burgundy in there. Oh, okay. I can rock with that. And then we're also getting the Wolfpack, one of fourth battalion. Uh, and the squad Wolfpack. system, so we can spawn on each other finally. Uh, and then it said October, we will be getting General Grievous plus an appearance for him, which I'm going to guess is going to be Clone Wars Grievous with a cape and without a cape. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds more like EA than I think anyone else could possibly say. Uh, then in November, we are getting Obi-Wan plus two different appearances for him, which I'm going to guess the standard one is episode three. And then we're going to get in, uh, a Clone Wars Obi-Wan and then Old Man Obi-Wan. Uh, locations, we, we will be getting Geonosis for Galactic Assault. Appearances, uh, 212. What's that? Oh, that's, that's Obi-Wan Commander, squad. Commander Cody. Okay. Yeah. Uh Trooper battalions. We'll be getting new vehicles and featuring the Stab, the Bark Speeder, and the ATTE. What's the Bark Speeder? I think those are the speeder bikes. Bark Speeder. Let me look it up. Oh, okay. The clone speeder bikes. Uh, what's the Stop? Uh, those are like the little hover things that the battle droids had. Okay. And like the thing. What's an ATTE? In, uh, the Big Walker Boys. What? The big walker boys. You're lying. Oh my (laughs) god! Oh! That's so cool! It's the beetle bug things. Cool. The beetle bug. (laughs) That's the tits. You're right. You're right. Okay, so 
that's that's what we're getting in November. Now, winter, which I'm going to guess is December, January. Uh, we will be getting Count Dooku and Anakin Skywalker. Uh, the modes will be new game mode featuring capture points and capital ship takedowns. That's clearly Galactic Conquest. Yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, think they want to, I don't think they want to, like, give the frustrated fans the satisfaction yeah. of calling it Galactic Conquest. And then we are But they also that. don't want to lose the players, so they're going to put Galactic Conquest in there. They just won't call it that. Yes. So we are getting two more after this for a clone. We're getting the Coruscant Guard, which is uh, Commander Fox. Fox's yep. group? Okay. And the 501st, which is Rex's. Uh, Legion, which will be played by everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. Me too. Everyone's just going to be like, nope. Fucking Bado first. Beep, beep, beep. Everyone's going to be blue and white. Just watch. We're Vader's Every- fist, dog. Ongoing efforts. Everyone's, everyone's going to be playing either the 501st or the Wolf Pack. Yes. <laughs> Improvements on matchmaking, daily challenges, map rotation, bug fixing, and balancing are ongoing. Important disclaimer, more content and features to be confirmed in future roadmap updates. Details, information on all above will be made available in the patch notes. They adjusted the little things and stuff. If you want to read the full thing, make sure to go on the EA website. Uh, That's all the news we have for today, really. Uh, Let's do a little bit of more business here. You can like us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can find us at dobackdiscussion.net, your source for everything Star Wars. Be sure to listen to this Dubac Discussion podcast like you do are right now every Wednesday, uploaded around four. And listen to the Bantha Babble podcast featured on dobackdiscussion.net under the podcasts page. Also, be able to check us out on YouTube for our live stream events and upcoming lore videos featuring your very own Jared. Dark Jedi. Back. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Anywho. Uh, this is the longest podcast we've ever had. That does not surprise me. Uh, it was a great conversation. I thank you for coming on to this wonderful podcast. And bullshitting with me and talking to me about all things Star Wars. Uh, we'll be back next week with another yes, exciting we episode of the New Mexico Discussion Podcast. So yep, that- and it'll probably be dry as hell because it's been two really busy weeks. And there is no way that this level of news is sustainable. So We will be working on a Patreon soon. Uh, that'll feature... Movie commentaries from Jared and I. Uh, Clone Wars episode commentaries from Jared and I. Rebels Clone Wars commentary. <laughs> well, Rebels uh, commentary from Jared and I. Uh, some videos of me chugging beer. <laughs> uh, some videos of Jared chugging beer. And... Oh, that was not good that far. <laughs> Me forcing Jared to chug beer. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, no, you should like you like strapping me down and putting little splints in my eyes, yes, and making me watch some like super conservative review of the Last Jedi. We'll do that. Uh, we're Just gonna strap me down. Maybe and make some me videos watch of us ripping like, up Ray and Rose Tico uh, dolls. 
to like SJW agenda. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't know what else. Uh, there'll be content on there. This will be some funny stuff. Yeah. Probably do like um, deep dive videos. Bonus episodes of Bantha Babble podcast. Bonus episodes of Do Back. Maybe just a nice quick 20 minute rant from uh, Jared over here. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> they're, 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 the possibilities are endless. We'll probably not make the Patreon that expensive monthly. Maybe two or three dollars. Not yeah that big. Or uh, maybe even give it tiers where it's like, yeah. oh yeah, like one dollar you unlock this, one dollar or like two dollars you unlock that. You know, reasonable stuff. Yeah. So negligible stuff. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Do Back Discussion podcast. And uh, STJ Bowser uh, signing off. And this is Jared the Dark Jedi signing off. Bye bye.